Hi there, it's Cameron Vakillian with Inspire, the podcast where we discuss what makes a successful career and why. For this episode, I'm with Dominic Militello, career coach for the U Career Success Center at the University of Utah. And we're talking all about personal branding, part two. That's where the reimagining this process really begins because I believe we've kind of been socially programmed as a job seeker, right? If I'm a job seeker, well, then I have to follow job seeker rules. And that those job seeker rules are get a cover letter, get a resume, hope somebody sees my skills, and hopefully somebody recognizes my talent on a piece of paper. And hopefully they call me in for an interview. Hopefully I do well in the interview. Hopefully I get the job. Hopefully I like the job. Hopefully I stay in the job. Yeah. And for me, for somebody who's been through that whole process for over 10 years of struggling in that, I can tell you right now, that is not the way to go. Do people get jobs that way? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, are they the, the job or is it a job? Mm-hmm. I always thought I was looking for the job and really what I was getting was just a job. And so I want for my students what they want, but what they're asking for is they're looking for the job and they're looking for the next the job, right? If that makes sense. And mm-hmm. what that means is the right fit for them and for the organization. And so like Michael Jordan and Nike came together, it was a right fit for both parties. And so like you're saying, for our students to take more ownership of who they are, be the CEO of your own personal brand, be accountable to your brand, know your brand. You've got to know you before you can go inquire about them. And so when you take a deep dive into your personal brand, get to know you better than anybody else, then the networking piece of it becomes so much easier. The interviewing becomes so much easier. The negotiating is just the next step Mm -hmm. in the process because you know your brand and are accountable to your brand. Yes. When you get to a point where they want you because of that brand you offer, you get to sit in the driver's seat. You get to have that fit, the job, right? You get to kind of create that for yourself because, and you're so right when you talk about these rules, right? These rules that we follow, you apply for a job, you put in your resume, you wait to hear back, you know, you write emails a certain way, you follow up in the, okay, yes, there's certain, you know, we know those rules, we know how to be professional. When we do that, aren't we just becoming the thousands upon thousands of other people that are doing that exact same thing? What sets you apart from that? You got to break the rules a little bit. You got to go out there and be like, yeah, this is who I am. That means like I'm going to have more of a conversation with somebody, maybe an informational interview. At a career fair, I can bring up some of the things that make me who I am rather than this, oh, I hope they see that on paper. Or maybe I don't exactly know what that is, but I hope they see something in it. No, you got to see it in yourself because if you don't see it in yourself, they're not seeing it, you know, (laughs) so. No, it's so true. And that's what we were saying. You know, give those examples of those skill sets. Be ready to offer somebody an example of something you've been through. I gave you an example of my personal story was there was a problem there. You know, I didn't, I was lost. I took action. I kept at it, kept at it, came across some information. And the result is now I get to share those results with others. So when students understand that the skills they bring and the examples they can give of those skills, then you stick that in your back pocket. Then you go out and interview other people doing the jobs that you think you want to do. Ask them about them, how they got there. What do they like about it? What advice would they give somebody like you who's interested in that industry or field or that particular job? Mm-hmm. Because when you keep asking them about them, at some point they're going to turn around and say, Dominic, enough about me. Tell me about you. And if you're not ready for that, tell me about you, yeah. you're in trouble. That's why I'm saying 
know you before you can inquire about them. Because once they turn and say, well, Dominic, tell me about you, I can say, oh, well, actually, I'm a third year student. I'm studying this, that, and the other. And I'm looking at these career fields. I'm not really sure which direction to go is the reason why I want to meet with you. Mm -hmm. But that's who I am and where I'm at. What advice would you have for me? And oftentimes, they'll say, well, you know what? I think we're actually looking for an intern right now. Yeah. And you can say, tell me more, yeah. right? So because you're being proactive, you create your own luck kind of situation, right? Yes. But again, you have to know you before inquiring about them. Absolutely. And I have to mention this too, by the way. So Dom <laughs> facilitated a workshop a couple weeks ago on personal branding. And one of the activities that I remember you had them do was sort of this mapping of what do people think of you? What are the things that you would say people describe you as? You know, they wrote down all of these things. And I got to think, I'm like, you know, the place in LinkedIn where you can put in a tagline, you can put in your headline, right? And we talk to students a lot about use this wisely because this does show up on the searches of LinkedIn. And it's one of the first things they see, right? They see your picture, they see your headline. That headline, I have seen people take what they know people really like about them or would describe them as. They brand it. They put it on that headline. You know, say that person would say people describe them as very dependable, very adaptable, very organized. Some of these words people use about you or how they describe you, they can go into your brand. Then you can zone in on it and say, instead of just a marketing specialist for XYZ company, you can go into more depths of what those things people describe you as can be that adjective that you add to your title, to your brand. It's like, use what people already know about you and what you like about you. Because we all have that, right? We all have things where it's like, yeah, I am that. You're right. And I love that you think that about me. <laughs> so use it, go with it, you know, just roll with it, as I say. No, so. it, no, it's true. And, you know, your handshake profile, your LinkedIn profile, your cover letter, your resume, your Instagram page, they all should say the same thing thing about you. It's just a different format, right? Your informal networking meeting, your formal networking, your informal interview, they're all the same content. It's all the same content. It's just in a different format. So when you're writing and putting your profile together on LinkedIn or Handshake, write to your potential new boss. Write what they want to know. Don't just write, yes, I agree with you what you're saying. And maybe that goes in the about section with your, you know, all the great qualities about you. But write it toward to your new boss as if you were writing them a, a letter of introduction, right? Use those documents as a letter of introduction of what's important to them. What do they want to know about you? So when they read it, they're reading like, oh my gosh, this person gets me. They understand what I'm looking for, yeah. right? They bring those skills. And now you can give examples in your resume should be bullet points of results, action steps and results of things you've done. So now they're reading your cover letter resume profiles and they're saying, this person gets me, I get them, let's get them in here for an interview. Yeah. Right? And oh, it's so and it, that all of that encompasses your personal brand. It it does. And you're you know what? Your cover letter can be an excellent way to demonstrate this too. I love to write cover letters to where you you know, you have your introduction, you have your body of the cover letter. In that body, I like to choose three things. Those three things are very much a part of my brand. So for example, building relationships. You know, I find that to be at my core, right? At, at that really good skill I have. People describe me that way. That is one, and I bold it in my cover letter. I bold that, and then that paragraph becomes why I exemplify that part of my brand. And then the next section goes into another. I mean, you really can zone into this on your cover letters. 
which of course are paper and they get processed through application process. But when, when you write that, you're able to come to the interview table, to an elevator pitch, to whatever situation you find yourself in and synthesize that information because you've thought about it, you've wrote it down, you've processed it. No, it's such a good point. And we, we call it impact statements, accomplishment statements. I call them value statements. When you can look at your greatest accomplishment or your biggest challenge, it's usually tied together. Write that down, right? What was the challenge you were faced with? What were the action steps you took uh, to solve the problem or challenge? And what was the result you got from mm -hmm. the taking those action steps? And putting that into your cover letter, into your LinkedIn profile page or Handshake profile page. Because remember, we talked about at the beginning, employers are looking for what? They want to know, are you likable? Are you trustworthy? Are you dependable? Can you solve problems? And can you get results? Mm -hmm. I have a problem. I need you to come in and solve my problem. Yes. And it might just be in a, you know, maybe an administrative assistant position for right now, but maybe that administrative assistant position grows into, you know, something more because you're able to deliver results in, in solving problems. You know what I mean? Oh, so and so true. don't think that you've got to start like I thought I had start at the VP of sales and marketing when I didn't really have the skill set or experience to get there. I literally had to start ground <laughs> ground zero, develop my skill set, my technical managerial skills, and just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. And over the years, I discovered what I love and where my purpose and passion is. And, and now I get to do it every day here at the university. I love it. And that's why internships are so important. And of course, your internship can be a time where you're going to learn what that brand is. You don't maybe need to always go into an internship knowing exactly what that brand is. It can be helpful. You can fine tune it, but you will learn it more during an internship. But a job or the job, it's like what you say, employers want to know that they can trust you with something, that they have created this position or this position exists for the reason that somebody doesn't need to, that you are the owner of that. You take, it, you take accountability, you take ownership of those projects, those duties, those responsibilities. And when you come into an interview, you've had really good internship experience, you've zoned into what that brand is, that employer will then trust you. And I love that you use the word trust because when you have a brand and they gravitate to that brand, they know that you are the right person for this position, then they can trust you and let you fly. And that's what makes a career. When you can fly in your position, that is a career. It's it's so true, Cameron. I mean, you bring up such a good point. And you know, we're, we're often suggesting to our students that Internships are as much about discovering what you love to do and what you don't love to do. It's okay to go into an internship and say, I didn't really like anything about that. Okay, you learned something then, right? Exactly. And so for now, for your next internship or your next job, you know that that's not a path you want to go down, whatever that is. If you know you don't like it and don't resonate with it, then check it off your list and you don't have to worry about that anymore because you're not going to go down that path. But we want our students and, and you're encouraging them have an internship every semester if you can. If it works with your schedule, get an internship because by the time you're a third or fourth year student, you're going to know exactly what you want to do. You're going to you're going to know exactly what that next first ideal job is for you coming out of graduation. And that type of student that has done the work in their two or three years prior to graduation is a student that is going to get that sixty or seventy thousand dollar a year job out of out of graduation and. Those are the students we really love to work with because they're coachable, right? They're dependable. They show up. They do the assignments yeah. we suggest. And they, and they pivot. And they learn a lot about themselves. They're very curious. And they're willing to do 
what they're, you know, maybe a little afraid to do. I always say, listen, to get what you've never had, you may have to do what you've never done to get it. And so it's, it's really important to, to stay active. And even if you don't really know what you want to do, just get out there in the marketplace and experience what you don't want to do. That's okay too. Exactly. And remember, you know, if, if it doesn't work out or you run into you know, speed bumps, it's all part of your story. What you're doing is you're further developing your story. So never see it as a failure. Never see it as a waste of time because it's all contributing to the final outcome. Thank you so much for your time, Dom. It is such an honor to have you on this podcast. And I'm really excited to work with you more on this. I'm excited to see what you do with our students and how you further will help them. Well, again, thank you for everything you're doing with the podcast and everything that you're doing with humanities. Thanks for having me today. And as always, go Utes. Tune in next episode where I'll be interviewing Dan Moseson, career success coach for the humanities, to talk about networking. Follow the Inspire podcast on Instagram at Inspire by Cameron to send me any messages you have or topics you'd like to learn more about. Episodes come out on the first and third Thursday of the month. Thanks for listening.